Diabetes Revolution podcast with Dr. Sarah Townley, the type 2 diabetes coach, clinical pharmacist, and mom of six angels. You don't have to struggle and fight with your blood sugars for the rest of your life. I'm here to teach you the skills you need to control and even reverse this disease. There is such a thing as getting off your meds and creating a future free from diabetes, and you can have it too. Let's get down to business. Welcome, 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 my friends, back to the podcast. This is Dr. Sarah Townley, and I'm coming to you from Billings, Montana. It's a beautiful day. I'm still sick a little bit. Remember the last podcast when I was saying my voice was starting to go? Yeah, I actually got really sick. (laughs) I ended up being pretty sick over Memorial Day weekend. And even though that's kind of (laughs) stupid, I have to say I'm thankful when I'm sick over the weekend because it just has the least impact on everybody else in my life. When I can just stay home and stay in the bed and be sick um, without having to rearrange and cancel things, you know? So... Our weather was pretty poopy as well. It was just like rainy and cold, as stupid as that is. I couldn't enjoy good weather anyway, so not really any harm, no foul done, right? So my voice just kind of sounds a little nasally today, and so that's why, but I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm not going to let it slow me down, and I'm certainly not going to let it stop you from getting what you need today. I have a hunch that this podcast is going to be one that you might want to listen to over and over again in the future. It's probably going to be one that I send my clients to and ask them to go back to because it is a topic that is so common and one that every one of us knows is probably going to be one that we need a reminder for. Because today we are talking about what to do when you get off track right? We all know what I'm talking about. It's like that I fell off the wagon kind of situation. This one skill of learning how to get back on track or get back on that wagon, this one skill for many can be the most valuable skill you ever build. Why? Because let's talk about what so many of us experience when we get off track. What actually happens is typically we eat something that we, quote, shouldn't have, (laughs) okay? We have regret about it. It wasn't on our plan. It was clearly like an indulgence, something that is not on plan. For many of us, this looks like something sweet or something salty, just something that we know that isn't going to help us reach our goals or help us heal, Sometimes it's something else, like maybe we just couldn't finish our fast. You know, we broke it early or we missed a workout or we missed two workouts. And that's the facts of what happened. That's the circumstance of what transpired. But what is causing us to, quote, get off track is not necessarily what we did, not necessarily the facts or circumstances, but what we make that mean, Our interpretation of the event is actually where we get off track. So what we make it mean when we eat the donut or order the fries with our bunless burger or whatever it is that we qualify as a mistake is that we start thinking thoughts like, you know, all is lost. 
I might as well just go ahead and eat whatever I want now because I screwed up, right? I'm already off track. Might as well just go ahead. I've lost all the progress I've made. We give up because we believe we're always going to fail. We This is just another example of how we can't stick to a plan, right? It's that I am a failure thinking. Something is wrong with me thinking. And when we make it mean that, we feel feelings like shame or guilt, regret, right? Hopelessness. These are the kinds of feelings that actually cause us to take the action of staying stuck, right? We keep eating off plan, And sometimes we even eat intentionally things that we know are going to make us sick, right? Like we're going to go grab the most poor choice that we can possibly choose in the moment just simply because we're feeling so bad about ourselves. And this might look like, you know, different from person to person, but it's going to be some of the foods that, you know, for sure are going to make you feel terrible. And that's kind of like the self-sabotaging behavior we can, you know, emulate when we're in that space of regret and shame, beating ourselves up. And so we continue to beat ourselves up. We keep saying things to ourselves that isn't going to serve, not going to help us get back on track. We usually stop all kind of self-care in that space, right? We're not doing anything. It's like that all or nothing thinking. But in this space, we're doing nothing. Like we're not checking our blood sugar very, very often. In fact, we could be avoiding it. We are not going out for that walk after dinner or getting our workout in. We may not even be taking our meds. We're doing everything that we know is not going to help when we're in the space of staying stuck. And the place that we're actually in is this space between the time that we misstepped, right? The mistake that happened and the time where we make the next best decision. There's this space in between. The time that you went off track, the time you made the mistake or ate the thing, And the next best decision in that space is where shame and regret and hopelessness live. And you get to decide how long you're going to stay there. Okay, If you're conscious and aware that you are creating the thoughts that cause the experience of hopelessness or shame or whatever it is, That causes you to take the actions of self-sabotage, continuing to make poor choices, and beating yourself up. That period of time where you are living there and staying stuck is actually up to you. The skill that I want to talk about today is learning how to shorten that time. Because what happens is, is that most of us get in that space and we struggle to get back on track, right? We like think we fell off a wagon. We're looking around like, how do I get back on? Okay, (laughs) and for some of us, we could stay there for days. We might stay there for weeks. And for some of us, we stay there for months or even over like, you know, years. So we want to be able to build the skill of shortening that time. Okay, between the time you went off track and the next best decision, because literally you can get back on track with the very next decision that you make. So let's talk about what that looks like. But before we do, I want you to remember that the time that you went off track, the mistake that you made is actually an opportunity, okay? Because 
We are creatures of habit, and we have been making the same decisions unconsciously with our food or in response to stress in our life or whatever it is, okay, that have created the health conditions that we have now. And so that old self, that old habit thinking is going to come up sometimes when you're trying to change, right? You're trying to become conscious and make new decisions differently. Um, And so when you make a mistake, you go off track, whatever you want to call it, this is an experience. It's an opportunity where you get to see how you have been making decisions unconsciously for probably a very long time. And if you jump right into despair or hopelessness or whatever it is that has keeping is keeping you stuck where you beat yourself up and keep making poor choices and eating off plan, if you don't do that and instead look at it as an opportunity to undo your old habit thinking, your old habit way of reacting to certain cues and triggers and going off plan, right? If you can look at that, you begin to learn how you created the problem that you have now that you are trying to solve. It literally is a rich learning experience. And in my opinion, there is no experience that is not worthwhile or is a true failure when you have learned from it, when you've gained wisdom from it and have equipped yourself with a new strategy or thought process in order to meet that experience the next time it happens. So here is a news flash for you. The truth is there is no track, okay? There's no wagon. What we are doing here is called life. And life is imperfect by design. It's also temporal, right? Nothing is meant to last by design. You know, we all have heard that that saying, this too shall pass. That is so true. You're just living an imperfect and temporal human experience. Your job is not to do it perfectly. Your job here is to forgive, to learn, and to become a better version of yourself if you want to, because it's satisfying. (laughs) I think it keeps things fun and interesting when I'm always pursuing the next, you know, phase of growth for myself. But you don't have to do that, right? You could just accept and move on. (laughs) And so, if you're, if you're striving to become a better version of yourself, which you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, right? You want to become the version of yourself who has solved the problem of diabetes, right? I want you to connect to why you are doing this. Like this is your why. It's the reason you ever had an aspiration to heal your body. What is the motivator for you? This is so important for you to get clear on because it's going to draw you. We can't push and shove ourselves to hitting our goals. What we need is a goal that draws us, that is magnetizing, that is so compelling to us that we can't not look toward it and be drawn to it. Do you want energy and vitality? Maybe you're working toward retirement and you want to enjoy good health so that you can enjoy your retirement. Do you want to shed all the weight that weighs you down every day and stops you from feeling confident and comfortable in your own skin? Do you want to free yourself from 
doctors and pharmacies and checking your blood sugar all the time and a medical system that is ushering you through a life of chronic disease and deteriorating health. You want freedom? You want to feel in love with life again? Do you want health so that you can experience fully? Yes, like these are the reasons why you have a goal. It's important that you center yourself in this when you are stuck. Connect to your reasons. Write them down and bring them into view. Now, let's look at the situation of feeling stuck in the space between the poor decision and the next best decision. How do we shrink that gap? So let's say you accepted a piece of cake from a friend or a coworker, even though you knew darn well that was not on your plan. And now your blood sugar is 258. Here's your brain. Oh my gosh, you idiot. Why do you always do this? Just forget it. You'll never be able to stick to a plan. It's impossible for you to get off your meds. Just give up. Blah, 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 right? It can even sound way worse than this. <laughs> From here is where you eat all the garbage. I like to call it garbage <laughs> or just crap, right? You stop checking your blood sugar. You stop walking after dinner. You stop everything. Instead of falling into this same trap that many of us have fallen into and you may be in right now, I want you to try something different. I want you to try doing something that sounds like this. First, acknowledge that you made a mistake, right? I wonder what happened here and get really curious. From a place of curiosity, you can start to want to understand yourself. Like you can't change something you don't understand, right? I love that saying. It just keeps coming up over and over for me in my life right now. And from a space of curiosity, you're not beating yourself up. You're really just critically thinking through what happened, where things went wrong. And from there, you can gain awareness and start to problem solve and plan for the next opportunity that looks like the one you just messed up on, right? The second thing I want you to do is extend yourself some self-compassion and forgiveness, right? It might sound like saying something to yourself such as, this journey is really tricky and it's difficult sometimes. Sometimes I just mess up and it isn't being perfect that wins the game. Making mistakes is required and it's part of the process. The third step is to focus on your next decision. It's the skill of making the next decision, the best possible one, right? And you want to remind yourself, like, I can be back on track with my very next decision. All I need to do is make my next decision a smart one. Then number four is to make that decision, like make a powerful decision and tie an action to it. That is really, really important. I want you to put your decision and your intention in motion, Get it outside of your mind and into the world. It could look however you want it to look. Okay, it might look like getting a workout in, or it could be 
making a delicious, healthy, on-plan meal and enjoying it. It could be starting a fast. It could be just, I've done this before, telling my husband or my, you can tell your partner about your commitment and your next decision. Shoot, I see a lot of people post on Facebook in, you know, similar communities of people. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you make it real and exist outside of your own mind. You know you're doing it right if it feels empowering, okay? If it feels like punishment, it's coming from negative emotion, negative energy. That will not serve you. It won't work. So it needs to feel like you're doing something good for yourself. It's taking care of your body. So it's an act of love at its core. And it needs to feel that way. Boom. Once you set your intention and put it in motion, you're officially back on track. What if you could get better and better at this one skill and make it your superpower? That sounds so amazing to me. Like if your one superpower was that anytime you get off track, you know how to get immediately back on track and you know how to learn from that experience so that you're smarter next time. You could get so good at this to the point that when you're in the act of going off plan, you can actually redirect yourself in the moment to awareness of what's happening forgiveness of the mistake, reminding yourself of what really matters to you, focusing on what you want to do next, and deciding and acting in alignment with that. You could get so good at this that you could set yourself on track within minutes instead of days or weeks, right? Which is where so many of us end up. How would that change your life? This is just one of the countless numbers of tools that I coach my clients on. And each of us is so different. Our minds, our experiences, reactions to our environment, they're all very different. Having a coach to laser in on what tools that you need is invaluable. I empower my clients with specific skills customized skills to overcome their obstacles to healing. I had one experience today already with a client where what I thought was happening for her when she was sitting down to eat and overeating repeatedly at dinner time was not at all what was happening. What was actually happening in her mind was that she was not in agreement with the food that she was putting in front of her mouth and in front of her family. She has like this ethical conflict with cooking store-bought meat. And she has been searching for a solution for this for so long, but in the end, preparing, cooking, and feeding her family feels like inside, it feels like guilt, it feels like betrayal. And so when she's eating, she's not connected to her food. She's not actually even present with it. And she's caught up in all these thoughts and feelings going on inside that are in conflict with her way of eating. And this causes her to lose attentiveness to her physical hunger cues. And so she realized that the reason why she's overeating is because she's not staying present with her food because she's having this experience of conflict with her food. 
I know this sounds maybe like a little abstract, but it was just such an awesome moment for both of us when we were able to shine a light on why this has been so difficult for her to just eat to satisfaction at dinner time. And it was such a unique reason. And so I just loved finding it. It was like all of us can relate to eating too much food at dinner time, right? When we sit down and it's really good or we want to clean our plate or whatever. And the truth is that from one person to the next, we could be overeating for a hundred different reasons. Even though from the outside, it looks simple, like we're just overeating, we're eating too much food and we need to stop doing that. <laughs> but what was actually driving the action of overeating at dinner time can be so different from person to person. And when you have a coach that helps you shine a light on what's going on for you, it is mind-blowing. It literally is life-changing. And the awareness that you gain from having that experience, you cannot unsee it. It will change your behavior and it won't feel like a battle because you'll just see and it will be so clear and it will be so simple to you that you won't be able to not change. So I hope that that inspires you, that if you're interested in coaching with me, you can find out how to do that and you can apply to work with me on my website at sarahtownley.com. See you next time. High five for tuning in with me today. You are getting smarter and stronger when you show up for yourself this way. You can get more free tools to help you control type 2 diabetes on my website, sarahtownley.com. And if you're serious about ending your struggle with diabetes, join my membership, The Diabetes Revolution, where you work with me in a community of people just like you. See you on the next episode.